Tesla unveiled a new version of its flagship Model S with jaw-dropping speed and range, and a price tag to match. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Joining us to break down Tesla's news car is the editor-in-chief of Roadshow, Tim Stevens. Welcome, Tim. Hey, Roger. Thanks for having me. So Tesla unveiled the Model S Plaid Edition. What are you getting for that uh, very bargain basement $131,000 price tag? <laughs> This uh, incredibly affordable Tesla is uh, basically what Musk is trying to do is say that EVs are the best car. That's kind of what they've always been trying to do with Tesla. But what they really want to do with this Plaid Edition is show that they can be the quickest, the fastest car as well. So what we've got here is a super duper edition of the Model S with three electric motors that allow it to go from 0 to 60 in theoretically under two seconds, although there's a big asterisk there, which we can get into in a minute. Um, cover the quarter mile in about 9.2 seconds, uh, 390 miles of range. The top speed somewhere around 200 miles an hour. So definitely the speed is the main talking point, but they've also made some other nice improvements on the interior and everything else too. Well, I want to get into all that, uh, but before we get to the details of the car at the ask, Plaid edition, is that is that a Spaceball reference? Yes. Yeah, we've definitely seen uh, a number of Spaceball references over the years. Uh, it remains to be seen exactly where we're going to go to from here. But uh, yes, we have gone Plaid. Tesla had promised a Plaid Plus edition that was also supposed to launch uh, right. this week. Um, but Musk actually just went ahead and canceled that. He said they don't actually need that anymore. But uh, I'm a little bit skeptical of that. Interesting. Well, uh, speaking of another Spaceball reference, ludicrous speed. Uh, which is what this, what the speed, what you just mentioned about the speed sounds like. Give me a little bit more context around that the, the speeds and how they're able to achieve this with this particular model. Yeah, so the, those figures are quoting are, are really, really impressive. Uh, to go quicker to 60 in less than two seconds could make this potentially the quickest production car on the planet. There are some other limited edition super exotic cars that'll do maybe in the same ballpark, maybe a little bit quicker. But just for comparison, something like a Bugatti Chiron, which is the fastest car in the world, the top speed somewhere in excess of 250 miles an hour, um, that'll go zero to 60 in about 2.3 seconds. And that'll cost you in excess of $2 million. So in that perspective, uh, the Model S Plaid is actually a bit of a, a, bit of a bargain. All right. Um, so we were joking about that, but it actually, <laughs> relatively speaking, for I guess what you're, if, if you're looking for this kind the car it it actually is not bad yeah but one of the ways that they're delivering this kind of performance is with a new motor system that actually uses three motors two at the rear and one at the front um, that gives you uh, better ability to put power to the ground of course but also better potentially torque vectoring uh, basically what you can do then is increase the power left to right on the rear axle which will make the car actually turn better around a race course we didn't get any quoted figures for uh, performance around a racetrack which is interesting because they were just testing this at laguna seca last week we expected them to drop some lap times they did not which makes me wonder if maybe the lap times weren't as impressive as they'd hoped for but but either way it should make it great for uh track driving but also for straight out acceleration right and, and you mentioned that there were some caveats to the the speed issue and i think it has something to do with, with the tires or with the setup of the the model s plaid edition yeah exactly uh they had been long time quoting a zero to 60 time of less than two seconds but they kind of had to admit yesterday that you will actually not be able to get less than two seconds on the car that they actually delivered yesterday and they did deliver the first 25 cars last night uh, apparently there will be a new wheel and tire package that will be revealed which will then give you the necessary grip to get yourself up to that speed uh, details on that are still tbd i assume that that package though will cost more money right 
I wouldn't be surprised. When we've seen cars like uh, the Dodge Demon, for example, uh, come to production, and that was Dodge's super fast edition of the Demon that did 0 to 60 in 2.1 seconds and quarter mile in 9.6 seconds. So a little bit slower than the Model S, but that one you had to basically use a, kind of a, a drag radio sort of setup to get those kind of performances. So yeah, different wheel and tires are going to be required. And the other impressive stat you mentioned was the range of 390 miles. How do, how do they achieve that? that kind of range and like why can't we get that for some of these other tesla models yeah that's definitely the area where where tesla is is really beating everybody at this point nobody really can come close to uh the model s really with the exception of the mustang maki which is kind of getting close um but really 390 miles of range is unprecedented and really impressive um that's got a lot of advantages both in terms of not only of course how far you can go but also how fast you can charge because the bigger the battery pack uh, the quicker it can suck down the electrons and, and get you back on the road uh, quickly. Uh, Tesla's always been very good at energy density, so they're using the, the standard Panasonic cells, the same kind of thing you'll find in, in a laptop. They can jam a whole lot of them in there uh, and get you good energy density, which is what really gives you range for a given weight. Um, but they're willing to cut corners, we've seen, that other manufacturers are not. In the past, we've seen certainly more Teslas uh, catching fire. Uh, certainly, we've had uh, lots of reports of battery issues, um, people getting second or third or fourth battery packs swapped in their Model S's. Those are the things we don't really hear about so often from other manufacturers because their tolerances and their uh, level of um, accepted risk are, are very, very different. And I think that's why we're seeing so much more range out of te Tesla for now. Um, but that'll change as other manufacturers catch up. And, you know, to some of the other features, and I know the, the Model S has sort of gotten a revamp, you know, over the last, well, really at the beginning of the year. Like, talk about what, if there are any other sort of notable features for this car. The other big changes are, are all on the interior. The Model S has desperately needed a refreshed interior. And frankly, the new interior is a big step up, but it's still a long way to go compared to, say, Mercedes-Benz or Porsche or any other car that you can get for that kind of money. Uh, we have ventilated seats for the first time, which has been desperately needed in the Tesla's forever. Finally have that. They've got this funky new yoke steering wheel, which is kind of looks like uh, the car from Kit uh, in Knight Rider. Uh, so basically, no, it's not a wheel anymore. It's just it's a yoke. Um, they've integrated all the controls into the steering wheel, so you don't have a turn signal stock anymore. Um, you've got touch buttons on the steering wheel. Uh, I'm pretty skeptical that this is going to work well, but Musk is very keen on and simplifying and removing controls. So, for example, there isn't even a gear shift anymore. The car will just automatically detect if you want to go forward or backward. And if you want to change, if you want to override the car's decision, you have to go to the touchscreen to pick a different gear. And that, to me, seems like a really bad idea. Yeah, that trying to envision how it knows if you want to back up or not seems... I mean, even if it works, it just seems like a scary thing, like just trusting your car to know how fast or what direction you want to go. Just, I don't know. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's, 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 if you, I think we've all been in a situation where you you pull on the wrong street and you need to back up and do a three-point turn or something like mm -hmm. that. Uh, you know, it, if you're in a parking space and there's a car ahead of you, that's a pretty easy situation. But making a U-turn, you know, a three-point turn again, that's the kind of thing where you sometimes need to do that pretty quickly. And reaching up to the touchscreen every time to change your Oof. gear, that, uh, that uh, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I'm, I'm big for tactile physical controls when yep, it comes to yep. handling your car. Um I know Tesla's got a lot of upcharges, so like when we're talking about the $131,000 price tag, that's not actually what you would really pay if you want to even tweak it a little bit, right? Like what 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 can you if you want even a couple of the standard upgrades, like how much are you really looking to walk out of the the door pane? 
Well, if you want any color other than white, you're paying at least $1,500. And if you want the, the kind of hero color of red, that's actually $2,500. Uh, bigger wheels and tires, $4,500. If you want anything other than a black interior, you're paying another $2,000 for that. And if you want the coveted quote-unquote full self-driving capability, uh, which of course is far from full self-driving, that is a whopping $10,000 additional. So you're looking at easily another ten dollars to $15,000 if you want anything other than a base bare white Tesla Model S with a black interior. Wow. Uh, and I know we've spent a lot of time talking about this. And obviously, $131,000 car with all these crazy bells and whistles, that's fantastic. We, we love talking about that stuff. But when it comes to more affordable Teslas, like what – What's on the sort of on the horizon when it comes to Teslas that you know more normal people can actually afford? Yeah, that's definitely the the more interesting and exciting space for me is you know EVs that are affordable for general people. The average new car cost in the U.S. is, is just about forty thousand dollars at this point, and you can get a, a, te- a Tesla Model Three for yeah, exactly forty thousand dollars, thirty nine thousand nine hundred ninety dollars before delivery, which puts it up to about uh, $42,000 afterward. So for that, you'd be getting a 260-mile range um, Model 3 sedan, which is a good choice. But there's also things like the Chevy Bolt EUV and the Chevy Bolt, which are both uh, a little bit more affordable than that, the Nissan Leaf, and quite a few other cars in that price range. Um, but Tesla's, you know, the the big promise of the Model 3 in the first place when that was announced years ago was that this would be the $35,000 bare-bones affordable Tesla and they really never delivered on that. We've never seen uh, a Model 3 for that low uh, in any kind of serious production. They had one available to order for like a week, and it went away, and we haven't seen it since. Interesting. And you brought up a good point about some of these other automakers. I know they're all ramping up uh, EVs at this point. You know, we just saw uh, the Ford F-150 Lightning, right? And so how Tesla's always sort of stood out, has its own cachet and its own sort of cult following uh, Elon Musk in particular. But with more of these EVs coming out, do, what do you think Tesla kind of goes from here? Are they are they able to kind of maintain their prestige above the the rest of the pack, or you know, are, are folks just going to start turning these other automakers? That really remains to be seen. Some of the early numbers we've seen from manufacturers as they're launching their premium performance-oriented EVs that a lot of people are coming from Tesla to Porsche Taycan to the Audi e-tron GT because. You see so many Teslas around that people want something different. Uh, and really, when the Model S was introduced like eight years ago now, nine years ago, um, it's basically the same car that you see today. When you're talking about luxury sedans that are in that $80,000 plus price range, people covet newness. They cover something different. That's why you see these cars refreshed so often with all the new toys and bells and whistles. And with Tesla still making this same basic car for almost a decade now, um, that doesn't really play well in that segment. So as we see more Porsches, more Mercedes-Benz EVs coming to market, I absolutely think that that part of the equation is going to kind of start to crumble for Tesla if they don't make some major investments and really refresh the Model S in a big way soon. Um, But I do think that Tesla's really established themselves to the point where they're not going to go away. Um, But I think it's a lot like the early days of the smartphone where people were so diehard loyal to the iPhone. Um, But as Android devices got better and better and better, people started to shift back and forth. And now we see people who kind of, you know, float back and forth or they have different devices in their home and they're not so loyal to Apple as maybe they were, you know, seven or eight years ago. Uh, that's a great point, and I'm all for additional choice, especially if they're they're not going for $131,000. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely, me too. Tim, thank you for your time. You can check out all of our Tesla coverage on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge, or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to cnet.co slash daily charge. If you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening. <laughs>